So what are we working on today? Today, we are helping you find your ideal customer only on the Broken Salespeople podcast. Hey there, Broken Salespeople. Welcome to the workshop. My name is Red Staffstrom, and we are here to help you fix your broken sales skills. So today I want to talk about something a little more in depth that you've heard me talk about a number of times. If you've been listening to the interviews, um, I want to go a little bit more detailed on this because it's come up a few times. I want to talk about ideal customer avatars. I want to talk about who you want to work with, the person that you are targeting and why it's so important. So First, let's talk about what an ideal customer avatar is and where I got the idea. Um, it's not necessarily a new idea, but I'll give you the story that solidified it the most in my mind. It comes from uh, one of the Russell Brunson books. I believe it was Expert Secrets, but don't quote me on that. I read all three, his trilogy of marketing books, and read, I listened to them on Audible. And they can run a little bit together. There's a lot of overlapping and borrowing of ideas between the three books, and it's tough to nail down which one was which um, a little bit. But I believe it happened in Expert Secrets. Just don't quote me on that one. In the book, uh, Russell tells the story of somebody that he worked with who sold makeup products. And he sat down with executives with Sally, uh, Sally Beauty Supplies. If you don't know what Sally Beauty Supplies is, um, think of Ulta Beauty without all the glitz and glamour. Um, they sell a lot of the same beauty products, as far as I know. Um, I'm not a big frequenter of e either store, but very much the DIY, the, the blue collar level of makeup people, if that makes sense. Um, hairstylists are a big, big key to Sally Beauty's business. So this guy was in there trying to sell his, I believe, lip gloss to the executives. He was sitting in the boardroom showing his products to them. And the objection that he kept butting up against was, you know what? I don't think Kristen would like this. And he got it with two or three of his products. I don't think Kristen would like this. And his response was pretty much what you expect a salesperson's response to be. Well, bring her in here. Let's sit down. Let me prove to her how much you'll like this. No, Kristen wasn't a real person. Um, Kristen was their customer avatar. Kristen was a person that they created, that they workshopped. Somebody that they really work hard to understand, even though she's not real. She is who they want to target. When they are trying to speak to a potential customer, they're speaking to them as if they are Kristen. That is how they aim their marketing. That is how they purchase their products. That's how they set up their displays. It all ties in to Kristen, even though she's not real. See, Kristen is their amalgamation of character traits, of jobs, of what they see as their ideal customer. Um, and they've gone so far as to have a room in their like in their corporate headquarters with stock images of Kristen. She's not a real person, not really, but she is firm a thought exercise. And this is something that I want you to do with your business. This is something I want you to do with your sales job. You need to understand who you want to appeal to. Um, 
I go into this in really, really deep depth. Um, I really dive into detail with it with Leanne uh, in the BU Full Mind episode uh, where we talk about how she could be seen as an expert and how she can target a specific customer. Her ideal customer was Grace. Um, Grace to her, um, because she is a lifestyle and spirituality coach, is kind of a hippie chick. Um, and the more we talked about it, the more we start realizing what Grace likes to do. She's a reader. She doesn't do audiobooks as much, but she likes to have physical copies of books. She likes to go outside and read them by a lake in the park. Um, she likes to go for walks. She's a dog person, not so much a cat person. And the ideas go on and on and on and on and on. But the more she understands Grace, as if Grace is her best friend, the easier she's going to target somebody specifically when she hosts her podcast, when she talks to people. She is going to be able to speak to something to a specific kind of person, much differently than people who are trying to appeal to everybody. Trying to appeal to everybody doesn't work. Now, if you start looking at the great companies out there, you start realizing that they have their own ideal customer avatars. You could start deconstructing this. Um, in fact, it's something that I would suggest you take the time to do as a thought exercise. Think of the companies that you like working with. Um, think about the brands that you really love. Those brands are probably they probably appeal to people a little bit differently than most of the other companies in their space. Apple is a great idea. It does a really great job of separating what they do versus what Intel, PC, Dell, like Intel, IBM, Dell, um, Compact, where all these other computer companies do. Apple sets a bar and approaches people in a different way by speaking to them as people as opposed to speaking to them as customers. The Apple customer is a rebel. They're an idealist. They want to change the world. They want to see power in the hands of the little guy. They are artists. They are rebels. They think different. That's who are, like Apple applies to. That's their real ideal customer avatar is that late gen X, like late gen Xer, early millennial who wants to change the world, who has this idealism that we can do something amazing if we just work together by empowering people who are looking to change things. Now let's look at another one. Let's look at Nike. Just do it. Nike wants to help people accomplish their athletic goals. They want people who are active, people who are striving towards being masters. Um, even if they aren't today, they need to be out there trying to accomplish these things on a consistent basis. That is Nike's ideal customer avatar. And you can start doing that. If you look at me, I am probably the ideal customer avatar of Duluth Trading Company. I'm a blue-collar guy, even though I work a white-collar job, likes to be comfortable, likes to keep things super, super simple, but likes that comfort, likes what works, likes what holds up long-term. 
you can find this across the board and you can keep exploring and keep going in depth and you can find each of these companies that do great marketing, that do great branding, have their ideal customer avatars fleshed out. So how do you find yours and how deep do you want to go? That's going to be up to you, but I don't think there's really a big limit that you want to stop at. There's not a certain point. This person has to be your imaginary best friend like you had when you were a kid. As you start walking down the street, as you're walking your dog at night, I want you to start thinking about how would Jimmy do this? What kind of dog would Jimmy have? Would he hire a dog walker? Think about things like that. Think about your best friend and how you would know intrinsically, okay, this is how Pat would respond. Once you start knowing your ideal customer, the way you know your best friend, what they do for fun, what shows they watch, where they like to hang out, how they relax, how they would respond to certain stressful stimuli. Once you understand that, now you could start targeting them from a marketing perspective. You could speak directly to your Pat, your Grace, your Kristen, your Jessica, your Ryan, you can speak to that person. That's going to be a major key for you. That's going to change the way you market yourself. That's going to be, that's going to change the way you do your role play exercises in the morning if you have a sales team, because you're going to know that this is the person that you can solve their problems. You need to understand what issues they have. Because all of us do. We're human beings. None of us are perfect. But the more you can understand what problems your Kristen has, the better you're going to be able to understand it. Now, my ideal customer avatar, I've got two. Um, I've got one, which is the 23 to 30-year-old who's been working in sales a couple of years. Um, they've been doing well, but they don't feel like they've got it yet. Um, They've been listening to their managers. They've been applying what they've told, been told, but they know something is off. That's my Ryan. That's my Ryan. Um, and Ryan is based loosely off of somebody that I know. Somebody who knows they could do better but they know that the advice that they're getting isn't quite right. Um, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you're a Ryan like that. The other customer avatar I have is Jess. Um, Jess is 30 to 40 years old. She's been doing very well. Um, she launched her business because she was an expert in her field. She knew what she was doing and she understood this field perfectly, but she's struggling with sales because sales is out of her wheelhouse. She knows how to do whatever, create the product, like talk about the product, solve the problem, work with people, network, but she doesn't understand who she needs to be networking with. That's my Jess. By understanding them, I can tailor the messages of this podcast, of my blogs, of my marketing material to appeal to Ryan and appeal to Jess because they're two different people. And I want to help both of them by demystifying sales and uncluttering it. These are my best friends now. I, I, I think about them on a daily basis as I'm doing little things. How does Ryan take his coffee? What would Jess want for dinner tonight? 
those are the kinds of things I think about. Uh, and the more that I think of those things, the more I'm able to connect with that person, the more I'm able to speak to my Ryan, to my Jess. So I want you to start doing that. I want you to pick that person. I want you to know everything about them. I want you to go online, look up stock images, not things that you're going to share with anybody, but I want you to find your Ryan, find your Jess, find your Kristen, find your Grace. I want you to know what they look like. I want you to know the brands they buy, know their shopping habits, know what they're willing to spend money on, know what's bothering them and what's keeping them awake at night. Once you do that, your sales career could start changing because you're not going to speak to people who don't fit. It comes back down to the 80-20 rule. You'll be spending 80% of your, 80 of your time with your Ryans, with your Jesses, with your Kristens, with your Graces. By doing that, you're going to start getting so much more. Um, you're going to start noticing that 80% of your business comes from the 20% of people who are most like your Jess. And that's going to start changing things for you. Um, this will make a major, major difference in your brand, in your conversations that you have, in your marketing. Take the time to do this and take the time to update it, to keep talking about it. Make sure your, I, your entire team understands who you're trying to relate to and really bring that all together. Your sales meetings have to appeal to Jess. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, this is a topic I'm really passionate about. It's one that I really think everybody in a sales marketing position needs to understand. Um, if you don't do that, it's going to hold you back. Um, if you are doing any sales and marketing, make sure you're doing this. Please take the time, like this. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, take the time to subscribe. Subscribe on um, the all the podcast platforms. Please review if you're listening to this on iTunes. All of this helps the channel out, um, really helps me go grow the brand and help other salespeople. Um, it's don't hold these things to yourself. Help other people with it too. Don't please share, please subscribe, please review. All of them help immensely. Um, until next time, thank you guys for listening and go fix yourself. <laughs>